and welcome back to another episode of the Footy Brains podcast. I'm Charlotte and I'm joined today by Daniel. How are you today? Yeah, good. Very good. Very keen to get into some of these players, actually. It's going to be good. We've already had a bit of a pre-chat. So what we're going to be going through today is we're going to go through each position and we're going to pick a premium mid-range and a cheaper option to help you guys decide how you want to be able to spend your cash for this season. Because like we spoke said last week, um, it's been reduced a little bit in terms of how much you can spend. So you got to be a little bit smarter with your cash. Yeah, absolutely. There's a few positions as well that there's obviously a lot better players to choose from, um, a better range of players to choose from than others. So yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, definitely. So why don't we kick it off with the hookers today? So who is your um, premium price hooker? Yeah, so there's a few premium hookers there that you can choose from, but I think probably the best one, even from round one, might be actually Harry Grant. So he's not the highest priced hooker as well. He's only 697k, uh, but he's a bit cheaper because he has been playing, I guess, off the bench for the Storm. He hasn't exactly been playing 80 minutes, so there is room for improvement there. He doesn't play round one because he's suspended, but I think it's okay to hold him for a round because you, I think you will want him in your squad eventually. So yeah. he... He should be back to starting from round two, but that's even a bit of a question mark because we don't know what's going to happen with Brendan Smith. He might be starting at number nine. He might be starting in the 13 jersey. Who knows? But I think I think with no Nass and no Kamikamika in the Storm squad, I think Brendan Smith's probably going to be starting in that 13 jersey from round two when Har- um, Grant's back. So yeah, I think Harry Grant, very good premium option. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I chose Damien Cook. Um, I know last season I was a little anti Damian Cook, um, but I do think that if you do want to pick up a premium hooker for the season, I think he's the way to go. He scores points pretty consistently, um, and he's going to be kind of I think leading the team a little bit this season as well. Yeah, I think so. No, no Adam Reynolds, so he's got to pick up a bit more of the the playmaking, even a little bit even out of dummy half. Exactly. Um, and I don't think there's much competition from the bench. I know there was Mamuzilis, no. but he was filling in. Um, when he was on origin duty. So I don't think he's going to probably be coming off the bench at all. So I don't think there's anyone... He's probably going to get the 80 minutes. Yeah, most likely. I know they picked up Saliva Havili, but I doubt he's going to be getting a bench spot. Pretty highly doubt. Like, he was yeah. barely getting a, a run for the Raiders. So, yeah, he's probably there for just a bit of just reserve. Just a bit of a backup. Yeah, backup. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. So who are you looking for for mid-range? Mid-range, yeah. Hookers are a bit of a rough position, to be honest. Um... My mid-range pick is Verrills. He's only 492k and should be starting for the Roosters. There's been a bit of chat about that Watson might be taking that number nine jersey, but I think they're probably going to stick with Verrills and Watson maybe as a a bench hooker or even playing in that lock role like he did um, at the Knights. So, yeah, I think Verrills is probably going to be playing um, for the Roosters and getting at least 60 minutes. He's not the... I wouldn't pick him, to be honest, like... He's a good mid, mid-range mid player, but at 500k or just under 500k, there's not really much room for him to make cash, and there's a bit too much risk associated with picking him. So he might be a good option. I don't see him losing a lot of money from where he is, but he's not going to be scoring you much higher than maybe a 40 or a 50 most weeks, even giving him 60 minutes. So he's an option, but he's not the best option out there, and especially in the hookers, there's not much room here to pick players, and you probably want to be spending your cash more effectively. What about yourself? Yeah, so I have Aaron Clark from the Titans um, yep. for my mid-range um, pick. Once again, potentially a little bit of a risk because um, he will be sharing time with Smith. So it really depends on the minutes that he's going to get. So we'll really have to wait for trials to see how that kind of all starts playing out. Yeah, absolutely. I think Smith, it's a weird one because Smith was playing, you know, between five to ten minutes off the bench for Parramatta 
and taking Marnie's minutes. And sometimes he wasn't even taking Marnie's minutes. He was coming on just roaming behind um, the play the ball area. But I'm I'm curious to see how the Titans play him because it might be completely different to how Parramatta was using him. So, yeah, very interested to see the trials and see how they play with Smith. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then for your cheapie? Cheap option. I mean, everyone's got this guy, Chris Randall. Um, yeah, I chose him too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can't not choose him. He's going to be starting with Jaden Braley out injured. Braley's looking like he's going to be out till late season. So, you know, you've you've got a good 15 to 20 games with Chris Randall. And from basement price, three well, not fully basement price, but, but junior. Yeah, rookie price, 350K. He's, yeah, he's going to be making plenty of cash. Should go 500 plus as long as he's playing, you know, 60 to 70 minutes. There probably will, I'd say there probably will be a bench hooker taking some minutes from him, whether that be, you know, Phoenix Crossland or or someone of the like, um, picking up some minutes there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't see how he how he doesn't score, you know, 40, 50 plus a, a game if he's starting. Yeah, yeah I def- definitely agree with that. And I mean, I think a lot of people who play classic as well agree because he's owned by 29% yeah. of people at the moment. <laughs> so I definitely think he is a good pickup. And like you said, with Braley injured, you're going to be set for a little while at least. Yeah. Do you, I think, I feel hookers in general this season, there's not much choice. No. I don't think. Yeah. I really struggled with finding like, like I had like my mid range and my cheapy down, but finding like an, a, well, with my previous comments on Damien Cook, yeah. um, I was like, you have to have a bit of a think about it. And like, I do think that there's, money better spent yeah. in other positions. Absolutely. I don't think hookers is where you want to spend most of your cash. You probably want, you know, one good one, one even okay one, and then a backup. And yeah. that's probably it. Because I, I think last year, most people had four or five hookers running just because they yeah. were cons- good, consistent scorers. But this year, it's not that kind of season, unfortunately. Yeah, I have just two hookers yeah. on my team. So yeah. I think I have just Randall at the moment, but I might sneak in a Harry Grant later on. Yeah, Depends enough. how we go. Yeah. So let's go down to mids now. Um, who is your premium player? Premium mid, righto. Um, Payne Haas, pretty straightforward. I mean, he's mm. he's the top scoring mid from last year. Uh, 782K, currently averaging around the 60 mark. He's going to be pretty much averaging there for the season, I'd say. He's going to be getting plenty of the minutes uh, for this Broncos forward pack. And I don't see... I know the changes with the tackle bust and stuff will probably hurt his scoring a little bit, but not enough to reduce his scores back down to like the 50 mark. So I think he's going to be averaging around that 60 mark. Your cash is pretty safe um, with Payne Haas. Um, You're not going to lose cash. You're probably not going to make much cash though, but you know what you're getting from him if you pick him. Yeah, definitely. It's a good pickup. Yeah, and yourself? Um, I chose TPJ, so Tavita Pangai Jr. Um, I think he's definitely going to play the 80 minutes, so you're set with that. Um, He was very consistent last season as well. Had some great points, great scores, great average. we did talk a little bit about this last week. So if you do want a bit more of an in-depth kind of discussion about why I think we should pick up TPJ, definitely check that out as well. Um, but yeah, I think with the points changes and everything, it's going to work in his favor quite well. Yeah. He lost points in the tackle breaks department, yeah. but he's going to gain so many more points with the offload changes. hundred like percent. Way, way more than any other player. So, so yeah. he was pretty much the first person I picked up. Yeah, absolutely. He was first on my list. Yeah. I don't think you can go past him, especially if he's playing 80 on an edge for the dogs. It's, yeah, set and forget. Yeah, that's exactly right. So what about mids? Mid-price mids. Mid-price mids. <laughs> um, there's actually a couple that I want to talk about, but I'll, I'll leave it for you to, to see if we go into a bit more depth. But I'm going to just say uh, Stefano Altoe-Kamanu. He's probably the most um, picked 
mid at the moment. It looks like he's going to be scoring um, in the 50-60 range just based on his scores last season. Um, he, you know, obviously he was coming off the bench in the first half of the season, but when he started to get those starting um, minutes, he was, you know, up up in the 50-60 mark pretty much every game. He was playing about 50 to 60 minutes as well. So if he's running at about a point a game, a uh, point a minute, sorry, uh, he's, yeah, pretty much a set option at his price point. Like 550k, he's probably going to be making, you know, another 100, 150k on top of that if he scores in the mid-50s to 60 mark. So, yeah, um, Uto Ekamanu, get around him. Oh, good choice. I do like that. Um, I chose Christian Welch for my mid-range um, mid I just think that he's going to be a really consistent player. And I think that you need in the mid position, someone who can score points pretty consistently. Um, You really do feel kind of like a loss if your mids don't perform too well. Especially with the points changes, I I tend to agree. Um, The points changes kind of suit mid players, especially with, I know a lot of mid players get a lot of points from tackle bus, but the consistent running meters and tackles from your mids is what you kind of want. And Welch is a good example of that, especially like I talked about before, no Kama Kamika, no Sofa Solomona. Yeah. He's going to probably be playing a lot of minutes in the middle. Definitely be playing a lot of minutes. So that was my mid mid. Very nice. What about your cheapy? Um, I chose Moale. Very good. Moale. Yeah. Good pick. Um, I mean, what, what, isn't there to say about him? I mean, most people have him knowing that he's probably going to get a bench spot at Souths. Yeah. Um, I don't know about his minutes though. That's kind of the risk. He, he won't get a lot of minutes, but he's basement price. Like he even yeah, playing a couple of, yeah, 220. He played a couple of games. So I thought he was going to be, you know, around the 350 mark, but at 220, I don't think you need many points to, you know, go up in price from there. I think no. his break even's around 18, but he should pretty comfortably get that even with 15 to 20 minutes off the bench which most junior hook, uh, hook, uh, junior mids. mids get yes correct <laughs> yeah and I think as well because he didn't necessarily perform amazingly last season in terms of like points um, for fantasy I think that's probably why his p- price is so good this season yeah and I do think that he can really only go up in value from here yeah so definitely that was my cheapy pick yeah it just needs to snag that bench spot yeah I guess yeah what about yourself I had George Burgess, um, mainly because you had Moali and I couldn't choose him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I'm quietly confident that George Burgess gets a starting spot, but I can also see with the current middles at St. George how he comes off the bench, even gets left out of the squad. So there's a lot of chat that Jack Bird's going to get the lock position yeah. and push DeBell into the mid, uh, to the forward pack, which means that there's not going to be much space there for Burgess. But I don't see how Bird takes that spot off DeBellin. DeBellin's way too good of a lock to be left out of the squad at, at St. George, and he's probably going to be there to start the season. Bird, I I know you want him in the forward pack, and if, yeah. if he's in the forward pack at St. George, he's pretty, pretty much a pick, but I couldn't pick him without seeing the team lists first from the Dragons because if he's not in the forward pack, he's going to be in the centres, and if he's in the centres, he's priced adequately. I don't see how you can pick him up if he's priced exactly where he's going to score. Yeah, I do think the Dragons, their team list is going to be probably a bit of a game changer for like how you like kind of build your fantasy team. I have Burgess in my team at the moment as well, but um, that yeah, like you said, all depends on what happens with Bird. Yeah, Bird and DeBellin are there. Even Laurie, if he comes in and takes a starting spot because he was starting there yeah. in twenty twenty one, but yeah. It's all up in the air at the moment. We'll see with the trial games. And there's going to be injuries from the trial games as well. Of course. So Always we'll is. see what happens there. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So what about your uh, edges? Edges. Look, I had, I had TPJ as my premium edge okay. um, for 
obvious reasons. You had him in the middle, but yeah. I had him in the edge for the same reasons. Um, there really isn't a ton of high-scoring edges that I'm happy with because a lot of edges seem to be scoring points from tackle busts yeah. um, because they're not getting as many tackles and meters as you know your middle players mm-hmm. are. So a lot of the edges' points are coming from tackle busts, which means that their scoring is going to go down. Um, so you've got to be really cautious about that. But TPJ seems to be one of those that's getting points from a lot more offloads than he is tackle busts. Yeah. Tackle bus, so um, I had TPJ for that reason. What about yourself? I have a controversial one. Here we go. I, you've already read it, so we've already had this conversation. But <laughs> <laughs> I chose Fafita for my um, extensive edge. He's very young. I didn't realize how young he was. Yes. So he's 21. And um, I know that he didn't necessarily have the greatest season last year. Um, really inconsistent, wasn't starting in the second half of the season. Um, but he did, when he did play well, he played well. Yeah, it, it seemed like every second game, especially in the first half of the season, he had those games yeah. where he scored a hat-trick in like 40 minutes. Remember that game yeah, where he scored three tries like, in the first you half? you need yeah. to get Fafita. Yeah. And then the Fafita train just kind <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, it came to a crumbling a halt in the second um, half of the season. But I think that if you're, you want to spend some money on an edge player, like if you're, you know, want to take a bit of a risk. I think Fafita is the way to go with a a risky, yeah, edge. Edge, absolutely. He's he's going to score big. There's going to be games where Fafita does go off and he does, you know, score. Some crazy good points. Yeah, he's going to be scoring hundreds. There'll be a week or two when he gets 100. But just like the end of last season, there's also going to be weeks when he's going to get 30, I think. He's I, very erratic. Yeah, and yeah. I do think that, once again, the trial games are going to really show, I guess, what they're going to do with him. So, yeah, you know, if he's not even playing the trial games, just maybe don't. But uh, if he's getting some chances and opportunities and he's starting, maybe just give it a whirl. Yeah, it's going to be hard to tell from trial games, I think, if he's going to be starting just because they rotate the teams yeah. quite a lot. But um, you can definitely see his form. Yes, that's that's what I was going to say. So if he looks like he's, you know, looks like he's in form in those games, like he's, you know, getting plenty of meters, he's getting the ball more often than not because that was a real problem that they had. They weren't yeah. even giving him the ball most of the time. So. Um, if he's getting the ball a lot more and if he's, you know, making plenty of meters, then he could definitely be a good round one pick. 100%. I agree. All right. What about your mid-priced one? Mid-priced edge, I have Capewell, Kurt Capewell. So move to the Broncos, will be starting on an edge most likely. Um, The only real caveat I have around him is that he has to play 80. Um, There are players there that can take minutes from him, but... I suspect that he will be playing 80 for the Broncos, especially being one of their big signings. He's probably going to be playing 80 on an edge. He's only priced at around the 500k mark. Should, you know, be making the mid-40s to 50s scores. So there is cash to be made. Yeah. Mind you, not a lot. No. Um, especially with a lot of these mid, mid-range mid players. There isn't a lot of cash to be made. Yeah, I but... do think if you pick up a mid-range player, don't expect to make a ton of money this yes, season. Yes, exactly. Um, you'll just kind of maybe even out yeah that's the thing they're 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 cheaper for an option they're mid-range for an option compared to premiums but yeah you've got to be happy that they're not going to be scoring you know 60 65 every week they might you know have you might have to settle for a 50 here and there yeah it it will be fluctuating i think as well in terms of points just because of some of the rule changes and stuff as well and how some teams play yeah i mean we've we've kind of looked at the stats around these rule changes yes come game one it might be completely different to what we're seeing yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm a bit worried to be honest like stats say one thing but then when you actually watch a game and see how it pans out it might be completely different exactly yeah um yeah let's see what about yourself i chose blore blore yes um controversial could be considered a cheapie (laughs) i mean 357 357 um yeah once again i kind of struggled to find edges that um kind of fit 
I guess, what we were looking for. Yeah. Um, I chose Bloor because I just think that he hopefully will play pretty consistently this season. Um, you know, hopefully he'll get some more minutes. Like, he'll play, yeah. And that's the main thing, right? Minutes for Bloor because he's obviously fighting Ghana for yes. that edge spot. So It's all about whether or not he gets the minutes and yeah. he gets the time. Um, if he's, Even if he starts, I'm still a bit worried because Ghana will most likely be on the bench. Yeah. If Ghana's so, on the bench for them and Bloor's starting, it means that he's probably only going to get around the 50 to 60 Yeah, minute so mark. they'll be splitting the time. But, I mean, if you see Bloor in that, that round one team list and, and it's there's on his no own. Ghana, yep, yeah. he's, a, he's a lock. At that price, yeah. you're right. He's an absolute lock. Yeah. yeah. So I have him at the moment in my team, um, but that is subject to potentially change. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. in 19% of teams at the moment. Yeah, which... It makes sense because he's cheap, right? Yeah, that is cheap. <laughs> and, and he has potential because he, when he was playing 80 in the last couple of weeks for the for the Tigers, mm. he was scoring quite well. Yeah. He did have a couple of inconsistent games. I think he scored, he played 80 for one game and he only scored like 27, I think, from memory. But the the other games he was getting, you know, mid 40s to 50 marks. So yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty easy cash to be made if he's playing 80. Yeah. Okay. Righto. My cheapie on an edge. Um, I had Andrew Davey. And I suspect you did too. I do. Yes, because there's not a lot there for cheap edges, to be honest. There is not. <laughs> um, there's like, uh, there's Fletcher Baker at the Roosters. He's not too bad, but I feel like Davey is probably going to get more minutes if he can sneak into the 17. That's the that's the caveat for him because Manly last year, when Davey went down and did his knee, yeah. I think it was his knee, he did his ACL, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, uh, Schuster came in. Pretty much tore it up for Manly. And yeah. then Turbo came back, tore it up for Manly, and they basically had a gun team to the finals. Um, so Schuster is ahead of him in the pecking order there in the second row, even though he's a half until Foreign leaves, he's going to be in the second row. And Ola Kawatu as well had a very good showing towards the back end of the season as well. So mm-hmm. Davey has got some very tough competition to get into the starting squad, but I can easily see how he takes a bench spot with some of their players. Yes, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, he probably he probably pips Lawton on the bench, um, but Lawton also has a bit of that dual position value as well because he can take a few minutes in hooker. But then again, they signed uh, Seguiaro, it looks like, okay. at hooker. So he might take a few minutes at hooker if he makes the 17. But, I mean, he was struggling to make the 17 at the Broncos as well beforehand. So I don't see I don't see how he's probably going to fit into that team, to be honest. Yeah. Anyway, that wraps up the edges, I think. It Who's does. your most valuable there, I reckon, on an edge? Who's like you're probably the one that you definitely want if you're going to pick an edge player? Oh, jeez. Um, for mine, probably Bloor. Yeah, I think so. I agree. If Bloor's in, like we said before, if Bloor's in the seventeen, he looks like a pretty much pick. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good, fun, exciting year for me. <laughs> <laughs> I I think yeah, round one team lists are gonna be very yeah. interesting to pick from a couple of these players. To be honest, what about you? What's your most valuable player for this one? I had Bloor as well. Oh, yeah, fantastic! I, I was saying yeah, the same thing. Oh, I'm Bloor, not. If... I feel better then. <laughs> you feel validated? Well, because <laughs> like last year was just a complete write off for me for fantasy. But if you're saying it, yeah, well. I, yeah, I've had a couple of seasons that panned out the same way, to be honest. So <laughs> who knows? Um, anyway, moving on to the halves. Yes. I think pretty straightforward. Do you want to just say it at the same time? Yeah. Can like, we? Ready? Three, two, one. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Right? Um, I think you're a bit of a, as a, as a prior last year, dum dumb. You have to get Clary, I feel. <laughs> Last year, dumb, dumb. Yeah. Like, I think I've learned some valuable lessons and getting Clary, I think, is definitely something that you should do. Yeah, um, I don't see... Like, there's a lot of talk that 
you shouldn't get him and wait for him to drop in value, pick him up a few weeks later. Famous but last words from last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Me. That was very much a lot of the chat from last year as well. And you're going to lose a lot of points that you could have had with him as captain as well. Yeah, like he might lose some money. There is a good chance he's going to lose some value. Yeah. But you're still going to get a huge amount of points from him week out, week in, week out. So you're yep. set. I think so. I think he's the most safe captain that you could pick at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, like, who else do you go for? Like, it's it's one of those things that you, you're you going to be behind the eight ball if you don't pick Cleary or Turbo, I guess. Yeah. But Turbo even then has his own risks um, with the changes. So, yeah, I don't see how you can start the season without Cleary's captain. And I agree. the best premium in half. Yeah. Yeah. We both agree. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't right happen on. very often. Yeah, but... I know. What about your, what about your mid-priced uh, so player? So, my mid-priced player is Sexton from the Titans. Ooh, I really like this one, actually. I really um, like it. He's definitely going to be starting. He'll be the number, like the, the starting half. He'll be getting kicks and goal kicks now, so he'll be getting more points from that because um, Fogarty's gone. And last year when Fogarty wasn't playing and Sexton was playing, he did it, got great points. So I think that's a bit of an indicator of how he will play. Yeah, year. I don't see how I don't see how he's not doing a lot of the in-game kicking. Um, to be honest, Brimson, yes, he's very good with ball in hand and running it, but I don't see him as a kick kicking half. He's going to be, you know, getting the ball on an edge and trying to run at some of the centers exactly. and the edge players. And I would agree. Yeah. Hence why I've chosen him. Yeah, makes sense. And so yeah, um, he I was feel- scoring quite high. There was a few games where he scored ridiculous, like sixties. I think he scored two in a row. Yeah, his average scores, last year was fifty nine point five. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Like, you know. Yeah, I think that was just the one game that he had against the Rabbitohs where he scored, you know, I think 30-odd, mid-30s. Yeah, he really... But that game, he didn't get a lot of attacking stats and he didn't have a lot of kick meters. So if he gets, you know, your typical amount of kick meters from a half, um, like, you know, around he's the four, get some good four to 500 mark, yeah, he'll, I he'll think be scoring. I think as well, it's very difficult having anyone else in the halves when you're comparing points with Cleary as well. So, like, you know... 59.5 average is like <laughs> when you look at that as an average that's a great average but then you compare it to clearly and you're like trash it's 92.8 basically yeah. double how do you compare them yeah so i think that like i'm i've got him he, he was really easy for me to pick up as well this season um i when we were making this list i think he was like my second or third person i wrote down as well because i was pretty confident that, that was like my choice um, so yeah. So you're going all out in the halves then this year. You're going to go mid mid price and a premium. I'm going to do the opposite of last year. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Who did you start with last year? Milford and someone else. Yeah. So some... some too cheap. Milford wasn't terrible, but never a good great. choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about yourself? So I have a bit of a controversial one here. I love it. Jake Clifford. Oh yeah. From the Knights. So he's 521k. Jeez. And he's playing alongside Adam Clune, probably the worst halves pairing in the NRL this season. <laughs> um, he has value, though. Look at his scores from the back end of last year when he was playing alongside Pierce. Yeah. He had some very good mid-60s games where he did a lot of the kicking and had a few attacking stats. Not even a lot of attacking stats. He had, like, one or two try assists. And he got the goal kicking. So he should, if... Kloon doesn't do much. Kloon does do a little bit of kicking, but mm-hmm. when you looked at his performances at the Dragons, he was very, very average and didn't really, you know, he didn't take a lot of the ball. He was very much in the background, you know, more of a worker rather than a, a show-off, I yeah. guess, is, is the way you, I'm going to put it. But you're hoping this season... I think Clifford, if Clifford gets the bulk of the bulk of the ball and actually does a lot of the work for the Knights, he's looking like he could be, you know, the 
scoring in the you know mid 50s mark which is what you want from a half um i think and if he can consistently do that there's no reason why he can't make you know 100 150k from his price currently 520k mm-hmm. even if he's only scoring 50 he's still going to make another 100k on that so yeah. um yeah jake clifford I i'm do pretty... think you're in the minority there just oh, um, no, i did a I quick am. search um he's owned by one percent of teams yeah no um not a popular pick but uh but a, good a popular pod. pick for you yeah pod nonetheless i think i had the same chat last year about someone but i can't remember um that that'd be a pod but i i, I know i told everyone to pick up to bell and towards the back end of last year as a pod no one did well, and he got me into the top 50 in the last couple of rounds so i'm gonna stick with jake clifford as my pod and mid mid-tier player for right. well there you go listen to that hot take. advice that's my hot take <laughs> no the, <laughs> only i've asked you hot takes <laughs> right who'd you have for your cheapie um for my cheapie i had a Monet. a Monet, yeah yeah fair should be playing for the dragons. Yeah, I think he'll be pretty consistent. Um, he's really cheap. Um, oh, mm, he's three hundred fifty k, so he's not super cheap, but he's yeah. definitely like the lower price. Um, for the dragons, um, like we said, we've said a few times for the dragons, it really will depend on the team lists. Um, for whether or not any of the dragons are worth picking up, or like how you're gonna kind of shuffle them in your team. Yeah. But I do think for the price point in the halves, um, if he does get the start and he does play, you know. Well, he plays consistently um, with points. He'll, yeah, he'll definitely make some money for you, and he'll definitely, you know, make some points. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how he pairs with Ben Hunt because when he did come in at the back end of last year, yeah. he was the 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 half. He was yeah. the playing half. So, um, with Ben Hunt in the squad, how much time he gets com- on the ball compared to Hunt is the only issue there. But yeah. he's three fifty k. There's not a lot of risk there, to be honest. You're he's not really gonna. Safe necessarily lose a lot of money no. and even I, I still think he's going to score around the 30 to 40 mark anyway yeah um, I, at the price he's at i totally agree with that yeah yeah it should make you a bit of money yeah. at the price he's at yeah what about yourself uh for the halves i had lachlan elias so there's it's it's a bit curious with elias so he will play round one and okay. round two in the halves yeah um but after that i'm a bit worried so the latrell mitchell's out for the first two rounds which means that Blake Taff will probably be moving to fullback and Elias will play in the halves with Cody Walker. When Latrell comes back and takes that fullback spot, does Taff go into the halves and take Elias's spot or do they drop him to the bench or even out of the 17? Um, I don't know. So Elias is a bit of a risk because he could lose his spot post round two, mm-hmm. but at 300K, it's not a huge risk, I don't think. Um, and I guess the same could go for picking up Blake Taff, but Taff's a bit more expensive and... He has the utility value to come off the bench, so I would be a bit more cautious of picking up Taff than I am Elias. Elias, I'm pretty confident because he won't play off the bench most likely. He's a starting half, and yeah. I think they should give him that half spot for the season. I think he probably deserves to take that that spot after Reynolds, now that Reynolds is gone. So, um, yeah, I I have Elias as my cheapie. Yeah, yeah, I have um, Elias currently as like one of my emergencies. So I I agree. I think that. If he starts, and he should start, um, he'll he's going to get you some points. He's only 300k at the moment, so not super expensive. So it's a really good option as well if you're kind of running a little bit low on cash as well, and yeah. you want to get a half who's still going to make you some points. Bit of um, cash, yeah, yeah, a bit of cash. He, he definitely in the first two rounds, he should make you know 40 to 50k. Yeah. But so if you're really kind of running out of money towards like yeah towards the end, yeah, he's a good one to pick up, especially if you need a backup. Yeah. Player. So then you can kind of get that extra 40 50k trade him out and then pick someone else I know up. it's not ideal like you don't want to be trading him out after two rounds but I think 
he's better. You're better off going Elias than you are another cheap half. There's not a lot that are less than 350k. Yeah. That you'd want to pick up, obviously. Like a Monet is probably the lowest, the other lowest one, like we've already discussed, you would go. Yeah, 100%. Um, so I guess, I mean, we'll be in agreement of who is the person to pick up. Um, are we? Cleary? Is that is that what you meant? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, think Cle- I mean, no, I, I thought you meant someone else. No, Cleary is definitely the one. Yeah, I think Cleary's, I mean, I picked up both Cleary and Sexton. So that's going to be, my, I know that you weren't supposed to have one, but get them both. Why not? Treat yourself. Yeah, I'm not, I guess I am still spending a lot of money in the halves. I'm going Clifford. So he's still a mid-price player, but um, yeah, you can't go. Yeah, I don't. I don't care who you are. You're not starting this season without Cleary. I mean, come on. No. Is he, how many people is he owned by? Like 40-something percent? 47 yeah, percent. Half yeah. a fantasy, NRL fantasy players are going to be starting with Cleary. And if you're not in that half, you're, you're going to have a rough season. You've either made the smartest decision of the year and you're going to just crush it. Or you're going to you're gonna do fine. Let's not say crush it because well, 50% of teams terribly. have him. No, I don't see how he does terribly. Unless <laughs> he does I his shoulder. Just, like spent the last five minutes being like you have to get him yeah and, and then now you're I'm like what are you guys out of yeah. it <laughs> no pick up Cleary that's what you should do. I guess people are saying that he's going his shoulder's going to be you know hurting him through the first couple of games but you'll be able to tell that from the trials if you play yeah. fine in the trials then he's if he's even going at fifty percent in the trials I'm picking him for round one yeah there's there's no mind there's no doubt in my mind he's a lock hundred percent I agree with that one so let's uh move on to the centers yeah, now let's stop. We're not really arguing either. We're just yelling. (laughs) Like, why do 52.8% of people not have Cleary? That's what we're complaining about. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Centers. Yep. Um, Do you have any... Do you want to start off? Yeah, sure. Premiums. Um, Matt Burton. I have Matt Burton, but yeah, as my mid-price one. (laughs) Mid-price? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's more expensive. He's more expensive than your premium option. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Burton is my premium center um, for obvious reasons. Moving to, oh, first of all, he's 593K, so one of the most expensive centers um, outside of, what, Ramian? Yeah. Um, but he's moved into the actual halves at the Dogs where he will be doing bulk of the kicking and will be doing a lot of the play playmaking and doing a lot, setting up a lot of the attacking plays. So um, pretty much a set and forget, I think, in most teams, Burton, just for the fact that he's going to have a lot more responsibility. He's going to have his hands on the ball a lot more than he was at centres at Penrith. Yeah. The only doubt is that he may not score as many tries and get as many, you know, line breaks and stuff yeah. like that. But if he picks up those points in kick meters and, um, you know, a lot more try assists and stuff like that, I'm pretty he's, happy to pick yeah, him up. Yeah, he's definitely going to get more kick meters. And I think that is definitely going to contribute to his points as well this season. Yeah, you compare, you compare his scores... Um, from the centers at Penrith to his scores in the halves at Penrith, and he scored 15 points more as a half than he did in centers at Penrith. Um, if you take those stats, the dogs, obviously there's going to be a bit of a reduction because it's the dogs, yeah. but yeah, he still should be making more than 48 points a game, which is his current average yeah, and roughly his break even. Yeah. yeah, he'll definitely, he'll at least make his break even, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Pretty much a lock at center for me. Yeah. Um, I chose, as we all know, you and Aiken. Um, big fan of his. You and Aiken's biggest fan, some would say. Um, yeah, you spoke about this last last episode as well. I'm always <laughs> gonna pick up you and Aiken. I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> like it's not even. He was. I think I'm pretty sure he was the first person I picked up on my classic team this year. I think so. Like it was like TPJ. I think you just said TPJ. Yeah. yeah, it was like oh, like him and TPJ. I think they were the first two people that I put into it. Yeah, fair. Um, and then obviously like you know, Cleary. 
I think Clue was, <laughs> Clue was the last person I put in because I was like, oh, we'll save a million. We'll just we'll save Make a million. sure you've got a million. Yeah, just a million left But over. I think, yeah, like you said, Aiken's fair. Um, he's said he's going to be in there on an edge. So He's a dual position player as well, which yes. is good to have. It's good to have a couple of dual positions because like, there's less and less dual position players, I feel like, every season. Yeah. Um, he started a little bit average last year, um, which kind of pulled down his value a little bit throughout the year. But he finished off really strong. Yeah, because he, he moved to an edge. Yeah, because he moved to that edge position and he got some amazing, like, great points. And, yeah, so now he's... He was averaging in the mid-50s. Yeah, I think so, yeah. In the end of, like, um, last season. Those, yeah, three or four games that he played on an edge were ridiculous. Like, yeah. even if he does half of that... Well, not half of that, but even if he does, you know, 85% of that yeah. um, this season great. when he's on an edge, he'll still make cash from 540k. Like, oh. that's a bargain as a centre. You wouldn't want to play him on an edge, though. I, I see the reasons to put him on an edge, but yeah. I think he is a lock at centre. Like, Burton and Aitken are probably your, the centres you want at the end of the year. I think so. Yeah. Like, it just... If you can get a centre that doesn't play centre in your fantasy team, done. Amazing. You've, you filled the best position. Yeah, definitely. The hardest and, position to fill is centres, so yeah. Um, yeah, and I think it's... I mean, Aiken is 50k less than Burton, which is kind of... I don't know why I picked him up as my premium player. I just think I wrote him just down. Like <laughs> <laughs> You just knew you needed I worked him, around it. Um, yeah. So, But I definitely think, like, you would... I'd say pick up the both of them. Yeah, I agree, but I can see how people might only go one just based on... Like, that's 1.1 million. It's 1.1 million there in cap and you only get 9.4 so i understand why people only pick one yeah no make it work you can make <laughs> it work agree. i Designers. made it work potentially make it work. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that came to mind anyway um, um yeah who's your mid-range mid-range center yeah so i wouldn't recommend a lot of mid-range centers because they're there for a reason um but if i had to pick one i'm looking more towards bradman best at the moment, he had a pretty rough 2021, a lot of injuries, yeah. a lot of interrupted games. His average was around 37. Yeah, it wasn't um, great. And the year before that, he was up around the low 40s as an average. So there's points there to be made. Um, yes, a lot of his points came from tackle busts, but I can still see how he averages around the 40 to 42 mark anyway, if he has an uninterrupted season. So, you know, playing 80, no injuries, um, that kind of thing. There is obviously that thing that... like. He doesn't have Pierce there anymore to supply him. He's got Clifford, a bit of a downgrade. But if they can even keep up, you know, some of their stats from last year. Because, you know, at the end of the year, the Knights weren't looking terrible. They just weren't looking fluid, I guess. They were yeah, still they were scoring was, plenty of points, just not as consistent as some other teams. And it was teams. a bit clunky sometimes. Yeah. But, no, I totally agree. There is a So if they can there. keep up some of the attacking stats, um, I don't see why Best is a bad option. He's still kind of cheap. 470k isn't too bad, but... I mean, you can spend an extra 80k, oh, 70k, and you can get an Aitken, so it's probably better to go here. Exactly. Him. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, what about yourself? Who do you have for your mid-range option? Oh, I had Matt Burton. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we just yeah, spoke we about just that. we just talked about that. Yeah, anyway, he's, he's still a good pick, but um, there's not many mid-range centers, I would say. Not not any no, great ones. But, yeah, um, I think, so in retrospect, flip Matt Burton and Ewan Aitken. Ewan Aitken's a great mid because um, he's dual position, all that stuff we mentioned before. Yeah. Pick them up. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Cheapy. Okay. So I chose Taylor May um, from the Panthers or Isaac Targo. Ah, okay. I see. I see where you're getting at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of them will probably get a spot, starting spot this year. Yeah. I agree. So. Um, Who do you think is going to be? Just off the off the cuff. I think May. Yeah, I think so too. I think May is probably going to get it. 
um, just because he's an actual he's an out and out center, and Targo was playing off the bench as kind of an edge edge you know back rower kind of player, yeah. and utility a bit. So. And I think May played what one game last season. Yeah, he got forty two points. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so I mean, I know you shouldn't base someone on the one game they play in a season, but I'm going to. <laughs> Um, and 42 points is a lot of points. For one game, I mean, he did score a try, but yeah. 300k starting center for the Panthers, you know, he's he's going to have Luai and um, Cleary feeding him. So I don't see why he's a bad option. But then again, if Targo starts, it's the same thing. Either yeah. or, right? Either or. Yeah. That's Agreed. my cheapy. Fair. What about yourself? I had Brent Naden. Okay. Um, another Bulldogs uh, player in my list. Um, 317k, you know, obviously had a very interrupted season at the Panthers, um, with everything else going on. If he plays, it will be probably good for him. He should make, you know, plenty of cash. Um, it just depends if he's going to get a starting spot in that dog's team. So wait out for team, uh, round list for, t- for uh, team list for round one and see what happens. Yeah. And like we've, we've said it a few times now, but I definitely think that if you're trying to still figure out your cheapies, wait until team lists, I guess. Um, and that will give you kind of a bit of a better indication. But I'm pretty confident with my choices. So also listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, listen to us, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess like who's your must-have, your most valuable player in this position? Uh, valuable player at center, Aitken. Yep, lock. I would agree, always. Absolute lock. Um, he'll be playing 80 on an edge and yeah, with those kind of consistent, you know, meters yep. and... Um, tackles you can't go wrong in a center, as a center in that spot don't have to convince me I am on board yeah I'm on board let's go righto winger fullbacks finally at the end <laughs> um, righto wrap it up for us who's your premium Pappenhausen I think straightforward um, as long as he doesn't get injured I do think so he will play really well he will play and get you a lot of points he's consistent um, he goes in just full. Every- Some would say that's why. Why? why where the problem is? Yeah. <laughs> he goes in full throttle. But yeah. you always know that he's gonna like give it one hundred and ten percent. And I think that it, as long as he doesn't get another head injury, yeah, it'll be fine. I do will say this year because I know that last year everyone on the pod kept saying you can't drop him, and I disagreed. But I wasn't on the pod during this time, <laughs> and so this is my. I only have myself to blame that I couldn't come in and say get rid of him, get rid of him. It's just a lot of money that's going to be sitting on your bench um, collecting dust. Yeah. And and you can make those trades if you kind of play it well enough throughout the season. Like, I did it so I had enough trades for the finals to be able to, like, get people in and stuff. So, yeah, you make some bad decisions throughout the season in other places. But towards the end, like, you need to keep a couple. So I think that getting rid of him if he gets a head injury isn't going to be a big deal. Yeah. I tend to agree Bellamy's probably going to have the same approach if he does get a head knock and put him on ice for three four five six seven weeks um so yeah if if he gets injured he's a drop but like you said he's a premium for a reason and he's an absolute lock in my team he started at 600k last year he jumped up to about 800k yeah um and then he had his head injury and then he was coming off the bench and lost a lot of cash from that so that's the whole thing like because he wasn't playing the full like you know, the full 80, 80 minutes, minutes yeah. he lost all this value. And so people were keeping on the bench for the entire time he was injured. And then when he Could came Could have used off, that cash elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And you've just wasted a lot of money. I mean, it sounds yeah. terrible, but... It's, you know, yeah, we're talking about like, his welfare. No, because no, in that's the terrible. things, like, like, you know, I totally understand and I agree with the reasons why they kept him off. Yeah. But 
in fantasy, you don't need it. Like, and you don't have to be the person that's kind of messaging, like, why is he coming back? Why is he only playing half a game? <laughs> half oh, you ruined my fantasy points. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> just, just get rid of him. Drop Pick someone else one. up. It, you'll be fine. Fair. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Passionate about that. <laughs> um, my premium player is Teddy. I am purposefully avoiding Turbo as saying he's a premium player just okay. because I don't see how he's going to live up to last, last season yeah. way too good last year i don't know how he does it if he even does 80 percent of it i still don't think he's going to score the same but anyway um teddy uh 695k averaging 58 starting at a lot lower price point than he did in, had than he has in previous yeah. years um might be worth a start from round one i know last week i was saying that he normally drops in value but he's already dropped in value because of the back end of last year that he actually might be be a good round one pick okay um that being said though pappenhausen is cheaper so if you had to only pick one premium i would go pappenhausen but tedesco's still at that price point that you could start with him from round one i still think he'll have a couple of games you know in the first five weeks where he doesn't do as well and still yeah. might lose a little bit of cash but it's not going to be significant enough to you know like he did last season wait for him to drop like one 200k and then jump on him it's not going to be that drastic no i don't think. think so either yeah. um yeah so i i agree if you're yeah. going to pick him up you might as well pick him up early there's no point in really holding out i think you can hold out though but there's no need to if you know you want to get him early yeah. like if you want him i feel like you can you can pick him from round one yeah um but then again it's yeah up to you okay. mid-range i have two options i i think i want to go okay with my second one Charles Nicholas said, "I think nice. that's how I'd go for my mid-range one. Um, last year he suffered a little bit because he got injured, and then he was coming off the bench, which kind of like took pull down his fantasy value and his scores. Um, so he's not super expensive this year. I was really surprised when I saw how much he was actually worth. So I think that he's actually a really good option." To pick up because I I truly think he's going to make points this season and he'll make you money. Yeah, as long as he stays on the on the park, he's yeah he's actually not too bad of a mid range option. Yeah, yeah. I, and he has to be playing at fullback. There was chat that yeah. he was going to be in the centers. I don't see how that's going to happen. He'll most likely be at fullback for the Raiders, and yeah, pretty pretty good mid range pick. Yeah, like that. My mid range, Nofaluma. Just like I was saying last week, yes. um, he is up there with TPJ on the most offloads in yeah. Um, in last year's season he even if he has similar numbers of offloads even a little bit less he should be scoring a lot more points he did have a lot of tackle bust last year as well but because of the amount of offloads i think it's going to offset that so he average yeah. his average should stay pretty stagnant he's around the 38 uh, average mark so i i think there is a little bit of value there not a lot but there's a little bit of value there for nofaluma to make a bit of cash probably even out at the 500 to uh, 450 to 500k no sorry 500 to 550k mark um and you know that's good enough for me if he's making an extra 100k scoring an extra you know five to ten points a game he's a pretty good winger fullback yeah and like we said before Nofaluma is a great player as well yeah he's had a few really really good seasons with the Tigers the only issue is that the Tigers are a bit out of form obviously last season they didn't go well Matt yeah. was I don't know if you watched the the Troubles in Tiger Town or whatever the the documentary was, but he was basically angry every episode. So yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they need to, you know, show a bit of form. The Tigers for Nofaluma to obviously needs more opportunities. So um, yeah, a bit of form for the Tigers and Nofaluma's in the points. Yeah, sounds good. And you cheapy. Um, Coates. Xavier Coates. Yeah, Xavier Coates. Um, I think he's going to get a lot more opportunities this season to score more points. I think he's going to be more involved now that he's at the Storm. Um, yeah, that's kind of really all that was driving me in this decision 
I kind of did run out a little bit of the solid ideas, but I was like, no, he's going to get more play. He's going to get more play time. He's going to get more minutes. He's going to be more involved. Like I said, yeah, he needs to, it, that's all it was at the, the Broncos. If he just wasn't involved enough no. and, and they just struggled in the attack. So at the storm, he's going to get so many opportunities. Like you look at Addo Carr, he got so many opportunities last year. Yeah. Like even though his points didn't sometimes reflect it, Addo Carr, he was always around the ball. So, um, if, yeah, if Coates even has most of that, if Coates gets most of that ball time, he's going to be scoring well. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, that's why I chose him. What about yourself? So I had Xavier Coates, but I'm happy to <laughs> go another one. So Nick Kotrick is also a pretty good cheapie. Oh. Uh, 390, 369K. Nice. So not super cheap. No, he's a, what, 19K over the rookie price, yeah. 350. Um, he just needs form, right? Like he was at the dogs. Yeah. He's in and out of the team. He kind of wasn't you know, playing very well. If he gets, like he, he had games of the dogs where it was really good. Like he actually he did, showed yeah. a bit of form and made plenty of tackle busts and was on the ball, looked dangerous. He just needs that at the Raiders and the Raiders had a really underwhelming season last year. So they really need to show a bit of form. Same with, you know, Coates. He, the team shows a bit of form. These kind of players like your wingers and your centers yeah. will be yeah scoring. Shout well. out to Lockie. <laughs> How bad the Raiders yeah. were last year. They're like cold as well. Yeah. There's your hot take. That was yeah. my ultimate hot take of yeah. 2021. Yeah. Another one, I know that I was shitting on him a little bit uh, last week. Yep. Crichton. Stephen Crichton. Oh, he, I um, also had Crichton originally, but I got rid of him because I didn't want to get roasted by you. Yeah. So. so I've had a look into it. Like he is 350K, so he's at that junior price, not like the out of the like 720 but yeah the higher end um junior price 350k is really averaging around the 22 to 25 mark so significantly lower than what his average really is like his average is generally around the high 30s mark so the fact that he's come in at 350k yeah it's it's actually quite low like he looks like the thing is, he actually needs to get the ball, though, <laughs> to make a bit of cash back. Because yeah. if you look at his scores from last year, he did have a lot of mid-20s to low-30s kind of scores. So even if he gets those kind of scores, the the shit scores, he should still make a little bit of cash. Like, he should get close to 400, but he's not going to get much more than that. That's what I was a little bit worried about. But even if he shows a little bit of form and, you know, gets a few more tackle busts, gets a few more meters... He should generally jump up to four four fifty k, but yeah, there's still better options, right? Like I'm I'm on the fence of picking him yeah. now. The more I look at it, and the more I look at like scores and averages and stuff, the more I'm influencing my own decision making to go yeah. and pick him up. But still a bit of a risk. But he's so cheap that it's kind of hard to go past him. I totally agree, and like I was like we were saying, I think he's a risky option. But yeah. when is he not? Yeah, when a wing fullback's center is not risky. Exactly. Yeah. So you're relying on a lot of attacking stats, really. Yeah. That's basically all it is. All right. So who is your must-have, your most valuable player? Most va- valuable winger fullback is Pappenhausen. I mean, can't get past him. He's gonna like last year. If he even starts at you know half the value as he was last year, he's still scoring 50, 60 points a game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You can't move past him. Yeah, Too I good. totally agree. Um, I do think he's. You gotta have him in your team. Yeah, he's, he's low six hundreds. You can't. It's such not. a good value. Started yeah. at six hundred last year and went up crazy high from that. So yeah, get him in. Yeah, and you can you know how he's gonna perform yep. from last season. So the value is definitely worth it. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason he's in thirty seven and a half percent of teams. So yeah, yeah. righto. 
Well, that was good. Done and dusted. So that about wraps it up for today. Thanks so much for listening in. Um, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at Footy Brains Pod, or one word. Um, we answer questions there. We do daily updates. Um, if you do have any questions for us to answer on the pod as well, make sure to shoot them through for us. Absolutely. Yeah, send them through and we'll cover them off on our episode next Tuesday. Exactly. So we'll see you then. Thanks. <laughs>